Hey guys, welcome to today's podcast episode and today's title is in, well, today's podcast is entitled How to Become a Professional Musician. Now I'm not about to give you some sort of checklist because um, I don't believe that they exist. There's no shortcuts to doing this and um, and everyone definitely has their own journey to take with it because there's no right answers really. But what I wanted to draw your attention to, I guess, is more the why you're doing things and how you can measure how you're doing because especially with social media these days it's very difficult when you're seeing people doing what you want to be doing and it all seems you know shiny and brilliant and wonderful and you're probably not seeing all the hard work and the difficulties that go along with all of that behind the scenes because people are very um, skeptical to kind of show that side of things and I mean this was part of the reason that I started this podcast was to demystify it a bit and sort of just say look it is hard and it's okay because you can work through it, basically. I mean, I'm, like I've said before, I'm I'm living proof of that. I, I you know, everyone's had rough times uh, getting to where they want to go, especially in such a creative industry where, you know, art is so subjective that you, you're never going to please everyone and you've just got to get on and try and do what you believe is the right thing to do. With that being said... Um, I want to just tackle three questions which have basically given me the direction in my career and they're three questions that I didn't realise that I was actually asking myself but I have been since I was 11 years old, since I started playing drums and picked up the sticks on that first day. And the three questions are very simple ones and I'm sure that you've um, asked yourself these probably fairly unknowingly those three questions are why what and how and I'm going to elaborate on each one of these so the first question to ask yourself and that I ask myself is why why do you want to be a professional musician why why did I at 11 years old pick up the sticks what was my motivations and at the time I didn't realize what my motivations were well not really kind of I had an inkling but I definitely know what they were now and um, hindsight's great a great thing to look back and go ah that's why I made that decision and that's why I did that so for me as I've said in a previous episode if you've listened to it when I sat down at the drums it kind of made sense it kind of there was something about the language of the drums that I understood and I've never felt like that before but my overriding feeling was mainly I feel like I could be good at this and before this point I don't feel I I do I didn't feel I was good at anything everyone seemed to be better than me at everything and I always felt second best and it's something that has definitely uh, translated to other things in my life and I'm not sure that there's anything else in my life that I've thought wow I could be good at this Um, so that question of why for me was well like I say I could be good at this more importantly I'm willing to work at this and for different people obviously their whys are very different so for some people, it might be to be famous. They they might want recognition worldwide of being the most incredible musician in the world. I personally have never had that because 
my whole complex since I've been a child is I just want to blend into the background which is quite ironic really because right now definitely not doing that definitely standing out and just going hello okay I'm going to be honest about lots of stuff and um yeah so it I, I guess it's that thing of embracing who you are because as much as I've tried to blend in be in the background I picked up the drums for crying out loud they're at the back of the stage you couldn't get further back unless you're a tech actually maybe I should have been a tech there we go see just thinking about things and looking back all these decisions that I've made but yeah so some people might like it uh, might pick up an instrument because they they want to be famous some people might pick it up because they want to be rich and they think that you know that's a good way of doing that although I would suggest if you just want to do something for the money maybe go into some sort of financial services or something like that if that's literally your driving force um some some people pick up an instrument to impress people I know there's a couple of boys that I went to school with picked up guitar because they wanted to impress girls and I don't know whether it worked for them but good on them if that's what motivates you then you just do your thing you got to do your thing but again that's a difficult one because things like that fluctuate and what happens if you're looking to impress this one person but then they make it completely clear that they're not interested in you what happens then are you still motivated to carry on playing or do you then go well that was the reason I was doing it and if they're not interested then I'm not interested so see you later I'm putting down my guitar I'm putting down my sticks like I'm getting out of here basically so that can be a bit of a tumultuous reason but if it's your reason and it's working for you then that's great another one is that's really good and selfless is uh, to teach others some people really are motivated to pick up an instrument to give back to other people to give back to kids to give back to people in their community and show them how their life can be enriched with an instrument or anything else for that matter so yeah I think the why is a really important question to ask yourself and and the main reason for that and it's something that I always came back to was Things are going to get hard. That's inevitable because it's a difficult profession. And although you might be seeing on social media all these people doing so brilliantly and, and you know, everything's wonderful. They're on tour, they're recording, they're doing all these great things. And I include myself in that, in that group of people. There's all this other stuff going on behind the scenes that they're not going to tell you and or they're going to be reluctant to. You're not going to see, you know, the eight hours a day that they practiced in a rehearsal room you know, for years, every day for years and, you know, be being frustrated and not being able to do what they want to do and being knocked back at auditions or with other musicians or say they're an artist and they're trying to get a, a record deal, being knocked back by people there and doing gigs to two people and they're actually the people that work there. So they're being paid to be there. So it's all these sort of things that you rarely get an insight into that is the pathway that leads up to this moment of success that you might see on, say, Instagram. So I think that the why, if you can keep that in mind when things are tough, when you're playing a gig and there's no one there, you can say to yourself, but I know why I'm doing this and I know I can be good at this and, okay, people might not be recognising it right now, but they will, they have to and and... I just, I know that I'm doing the best I can. You have to have this belief from within because there will be people that will, you know, try and cut you down. And, and it's not, 
because necessarily they're trying to be mean or anything like that but the longer you do something like this the I don't know the longer you experience or the more you experience people's own insecurities and the way that they can sometimes project that onto you and that's also something really good to keep in mind you know I've had I've had people I mean I've had really close friends sort of say to me who who have day jobs and they they really don't enjoy their day jobs and you know I'll be saying to them you know I'll be out with them one evening and I remember one particular time one of my friends said to me oh well I've got to go home because some of us have to actually work in the morning and he said it like it was a joke, but to me, I was really quite shocked and quite heartbroken that my friend didn't understand that, okay, that's really, like, I understand you don't like your job, but you don't understand that I don't get paid for most of the time that I play. You know, at the time, I think I must have been around about 17 or 18, maybe. And he just couldn't understand that, I've spent the last seven years in a practice room with no one for doing it just for my own belief that I could make it and that I could do something in the long run. And just because I had started getting a little bit of what he perceived as success, he kind of lashed out on me and it, and it really, um, yeah, it really upset me. I mean, we're fine now. Jeez, he's one of my best mates. But yeah, it, it really, um, it really did affect me there in that moment. But anyway, you know, these things happen. And like I say, if you have your why at the forefront of anything that's happening, it hopefully will help you get through those difficult moments and unexpected moments. So the second question is what? And that what is, what is the goal? What is, what has to happen for you to realise that you are doing exactly what you set out? what are those markers? So for me, personally, when I started out, I knew that I had a blanket statement, which was, I just want to make a living playing the drums. That was it. And in hindsight, it was probably quite, like I said, it's a very blanket statement. It's probably a bit too general, even though it sounds fairly um, specific. It's actually still very general because it made it difficult to concentrate on exact goals. So I was a bit all over the shop with what I was trying to do. I was playing with a lot of different people and that was great, but I wasn't focusing on the areas that I wanted to be in. And I was more interested in being everywhere than just the places that I aspired to be in. I did have smaller goals, but again, they were slightly more abstract because they weren't that precise. One was to, you know, to tour. I wanted to be a touring drummer. Another one was to be recording. I wanted to be a recording session drummer. And that was my goal up until I was 16. And then I had an awful experience recording that completely knocked my confidence for years. And I will tell you all about that on another podcast because it was a turning point in my drumming and it stepped stepped me up basically. It was a horrible experience, but I, it definitely was a great thing for me. So I will tell you about that at some point, maybe in the next podcast, who knows? I'll see how inspired I feel after doing this one. <laughs> so yeah, so you need to find out what is the goal and how will you know that you've reached it? And for some people, again, everyone's goals will be different especially these days there's even more options so some people might be that um 
their their why might be that they they want to impress people but not on a like local scale on a global scale and their what their their marker might be i want to have a hundred thousand youtube subscribers that's great i mean it's not something that personally would float my boat but i think that's brilliant i think as long as you have a goal in mind that you can work towards and you know that everything that you're doing is working towards that then i think you're just that's that's brilliant i think you can't ask for a better starting point really um for some people there what might be once they're doing drum clinics i know plenty of drummers that make an incredible living from doing drum clinics and and uh, master classes and things like that um, for the people whose why is to teach people and give back, maybe start a drum school. Why not? You know, people do that sort of thing all the time. So it's just, you know, find out what your goal is and make smaller goals to get to that big goal as well. Because that's the other thing. If you only have one big goal, it can get quite overwhelming. Like I said, my thing was I want to make a living playing the drums. My smaller goals were I want to be playing with artists who are touring. I want to be recording um and yeah that's kind of, that was kind of my basis and it kind of it, i guess it's changed a little bit since then but the majority of my living still comes from touring with artists and recording and i also do uh covers and function gigs locally which i would highly suggest again i would do a podcast about that because i think it's an incredible learning thing anyway um aside from a, a cool way to make a living and yeah so I think that that's that kind of covers the what so yeah find out what your goal is and the third question now this one is slightly more difficult to answer but if you have these other two questions answered it will make it a little bit easier and that is the how and as I said at the beginning of this podcast there's no set fire way to achieve any goal in life Even if you wanted to be a doctor, for instance, you would go to medical school. But that doesn't mean that you're going to end up doing exactly the same thing as your classmates. Um, That doesn't mean that you're going to have the same journey. A perfect example for me is I when I first started playing drums, when I was 11 years old, I started playing drums with my best friend. That was the day that we met. Her name is Cherise Osei. If you know her, then you will know that she's also an incredibly brilliant professional drummer. And she currently plays with Simple Minds. She's played with Mika for years. She played with Paloma Faith for a while. And yeah, we started on the same day. We were essentially glued to the hip for the first seven years of our life. We would practice together every morning, every lunchtime and every afternoon after school. We would do, we would even play in some of the same bands at school and our journeys have been fairly different, to be honest. I mean, our paths have intersected at various points, but the actual, the thing, I guess it's the fact that the thing that drives us our reasons are slightly different. So our whys are slightly different. And that has given us completely different career paths, which is a great thing. And it's so interesting to kind of hear each other's experiences. I mean, we're still best friends. We we talk all the time. Um, we don't get to see each other as much, admittedly, because we're both out on the road so much. But when we do, I mean, if you ever see us together, in fact, I'll tell you a story. When we 
we sometimes have these girly nights out with um, three or four other uh, female friends of ours who are also in the industry in various jobs. And um, I mean, I love having these nights out. They're so much fun. But if me and Sharice can both make this night, then we meet up with each other an hour or two beforehand and basically talk at each other for two hours to get it all out of our system so that when we actually see the other girls, um, we're being sociable as a group rather than just catching up with each other. Because, yeah, if anyone sees us and anyone that knows us that's seen us will will completely understand what I'm talking about. We are we're like a whirlwind. Oh, and try and keep up with the speed that we talk as well. It's not good. It's not good. But hey, it's all good. (laughs) So, yeah, the how I think is it just depends on your whys and your what's. And what I did, what I still do is I will make a plan to a goal. And I will then take that grand plan. Like I say, you don't want to get too overwhelmed. And I will make smaller goals within that grand plan. So like I'll make monthly goals, well, yearly goals, monthly goals, and then weekly. And then even just daily, just doing something every day to get towards my goal. And when I was younger, that was difficult because it was all very abstract. And there wasn't there wasn't something like what I'm trying to put out there now, which was basically saying, this is what I did. This is how I did it. And to give you an idea of what was entailed, it was kind of like shooting darts in the dark and just hoping for the best. But as I said, I managed to make it to a point where I am making music for a living. So I, I, I don't know, I guess I just threw enough darts. (laughs) Um, another thing that I used to do that really I, I believe helped, it might not have and it might be complete rubbish, but I I believe it did. I used to actually visualise myself doing the things that I wanted to do. I still do this occasionally and there's still a few vis- visualisations that I've done regularly over the last few years that haven't come to fruition, but I feel like they're on their way, which is um, it's quite exciting because these visualizations have worked before. So I would visualize myself on stage with a particular artist. I actually used to do this just before auditions as well, um, imagining being on the stage with the artist whilst listening to whatever the songs, uh, the song or the songs were that I had to learn. I would visualize. At first, I would visualize being in the rehearsal and 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 playing the songs, and they would be going the best they could and you know the band or the artist would be turning around smiling to me and it would all be really positive and then I would visualize being on stage with them with an audience that would be going crazy and the artist would be turning around to me just going this is great this is great and I used to do that a lot and I think that that really helped me get into the right headspace because I've always struggled with that feeling of not being good enough even though I pursued something that I felt I could be good enough it's still a daily struggle for me if I'm completely honest and that's all right I think it drives me to keep getting better and I think it's actually a really useful feeling to have even though it can get quite intense sometimes but I think a lot of people have that these days um and then yeah so I mean that's kind of my how and if people listening have a similar goal to what I do to sort of do the touring and the recording thing I get asked quite often like what's one piece of advice that I would give to people to get to where I am or or get on that path or you know just head for that you know aim for it and although there's lots of things lots of factors I think that have um, 
been the reason that I, I'm where I am right now. Uh, I believe that there is one thing that really did a lot for me and still continues to. It's it, again, it's a it's something that I keep in my head and it is a reason that I do a lot of things um, that maybe other people wouldn't. And that is to play with as many different musicians as I can. And I've done this since I was 11 years old. Even in school, both me and Charisse would play in... Uh, we used to have a summer concert. It was like a music concert. And there would be, say, 20 different acts uh, on the bill. Now, if any of those acts needed a drummer, you had better bet your bottom dollar that me or Charisse would be playing with those musicians and sometimes even both of us maybe not both on kit one of us might take percussion or something like that but we would both be there getting the experience playing with people not just to get the experience into of playing with different people and adapting to different people's ways of playing and um, different people's like levels music levels this was not a music school this was a regular state school if you like and yeah, it, it was just, it was really good. I mean, I remember once we played drums for um, a sword dancer, which was fun. And in fact, Jay, I, there's no way that you're listening to this, but you never know. Jay was this awesome sword dancer, which seems crazy thinking about it. I mean, he used to swing this thing around in a room full of parents who were basically sitting there, I'm sure, just going, oh my gosh, please don't de decapitate me. Please don't. And yeah, but me and Charisse, oh, we were quite happy just sitting there playing along and sort of trying to create tension and all this sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just, it made it a really interesting experience. But aside from the actual physical playing with different people and experiencing the different way that people play and the different kind of playing that you have to do, i.e. to create suspense of someone about to get, uh, that's about to get decapitated, we also learnt, or I also learnt, that the more people that you play with, the more people that know that you're a drummer, the more people that like the way you play, and I'm not saying that everyone that's ever played with me necessarily likes my playing, far from it, but the more people that you know, the more people that are going to tell other people if they hear someone that needs a drummer somewhere, they might say, oh, I played with this drummer the other day, actually, yeah, um, here's her number, like, give her a shout. And that's happened to me, I mean, that is the basis of my career. I'd say that 98% of the gigs that I've had are through word of mouth. And even then, the other 2% probably started out as something different, but they were generally backed up by them then asking their friends or other people in the band or the crew if they'd heard of me. And they had because we'd worked together on various things. So... Yeah, I mean, I, I often think that maybe I should actually try and, um, like, tally up how many musicians I've actually pay played with. And, I, yeah, I should probably sit down and do that at some point. But I can guarantee it's, I mean, it must be over 500 different musicians. Um, in fact, I know that it must be. Yeah, in fact, I know that it is. It's probably more. But anyway, I mean, that's that's what you get for 20 years of playing, I guess. Um, yeah, so I think that if you sort of like focus on those three questions, um, get your goals in order, get get your reasons why, 
get your goals that you know once you've you know once you're going towards them you're obviously doing the right thing and obviously once you get to that goal it can be an interesting feeling because you can feel really accomplished like I'm here I'm doing it but everything's always in fluctuation so you might have for instance you might be touring, you might be touring the world, you might be doing exactly what you want to do, right, you're on the road for three months, amazing, you're in your element. Once that tour finishes, and let's say you don't have anything booked in after that, it's kind of like, oh my gosh, now what? Now what? I, I did the tour thing, and and you might want to do more touring, but then there's nothing in your diary. So even when you're doing the thing that you want to be doing so in those three months that you're touring you still need to be pushing you still need to be still in contact with people and saying you know I'm going to be back from tour on this date so if you have any other gigs like let me know and I'll come and play and blah 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 and just let people know that you're around so you, you can't ever rest on your laurels otherwise you basically will be coming back to nothing and feeling like a failure and it's it's just such a it's such a roller coaster of emotions. That's what's really good about diversifying yourself, actually, and that's something that's really helped me. Um, once I so I've been touring for years, but I started up my remote recording.